Hello, my name is John Tonsi, and welcome to the Connect Podcast with Indianola First Assembly. And I'm Joel Simpson, and our goal is to build community and relationships through sharing life experiences and God stories to inspire and connect with each other on a deeper level. Today we get to sit down and talk with Mitzi Rasmussen. Mitzi, where did you grow up? So I grew up here in Indianola, out on R63 Highway, born and raised. My mom and my dad and my sister and brother, so lived here till I graduated, really. Did you, did you go to college? I did. I went to DMACC like right after high school and I thought I wanted to be a respiratory therapist. So I started taking classes toward that and then I had to dissect a cat and <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm out. you know, yeah, that's, that's basically what happened. I was like, mm, nope, I, I don't think this is for me. So um, I ended that there and then um, it was like seven years later, I decided, you know, I kind of want to be a teacher. And so I went to DMACC, went back to DMACC, finished my AA degree, and then I moved on to Upper Iowa and started there for my teaching degree. And that was 2010-ish, I think. <laughs> so you don't have to dissect anything to no, be a teacher? No, no, no dissecting. That's Third good. grade does not dissect cats, thankfully. <laughs> so do you teach here in town? Yep. So I teach third grade at Irving Elementary. It's the year-round school. Have been there. I've been teaching for, this will be my fourth year. So I actually started like long-term subbing there. Um, That was in 2017. So I've been in the district since 2017, but actually having my own classroom um, since 2020. So I started the COVID year. Yeah, right in the COVID. Yeah, that's fun. I went to Irving before it was a year-round school. Okay. Yeah, and it only went to fourth grade at that time, too. So Nice, yep. I got to go to the uh, fifth grade in the old middle school. Yeah, yep. You know, yep, like that's where I went, too. The across the road, you know, and you had to go across, and the band room was yes, upstairs across yes, the road. Yes, yep. Yeah, I tell my daughter that all the time. We drive by, and I'm like... That is where I went over to the lunchroom. We had band, we had chorus, and she's like, you would walk across the street? I'm like, yep, true. Yeah, that was, and it had like two levels. You had the fifth grade up and the sixth grade down, and I mean. And they had the trailers outside because they didn't have enough classrooms. Yeah, total sketchy. It (laughs) was real sketchy. Go outside for art class in a trailer. (laughs) Yeah, where are you taking me? Are we really going to art, or? Yeah. Yep. Me too. I was in on that. <laughs> good times. Yeah. Good. Good memories of Indiana. Uh, yep. So, yeah. where do you live now? Um. So, my husband Eric and I we live down in Milo, which is just like twenty minutes south of here. He went to Indianola as well. Um. So we actually re-met each other in our early thirties. We lived up in Des Moines for a while, and then we had our daughter Evelyn. I decided, hey. I really would like to be closer to my mom. So we moved down to Indianola where we bought this beautiful home and he was actually it wasn't beautiful at the time. It needed a lot of work, but he worked his magic. He made it really beautiful and it was a gorgeous home. It was over by Memorial Park. I loved it. I could walk Evelyn and go on walks with her, go to the park and go to the pool, whatever I wanted. And then one day he was like, hey, I'm going to buy a trailer down in Milo. And I was like, what? are you talking about? And <laughs> so that happened. And we ended up moving down there in Milo. And again, this mobile home was little needed some work. And he went ahead and gutted that and made it a beautiful home for us. And we lived there for I think like five years. And it was probably the best five years of our lives. We got to see Evelyn grow up, you know, a little bit there. And she learned how to walk there and 
um, just a little bit slower paced down in Milo. And, um, you know, as we were talking about, like Indianola's fast paced <laughs> for some people, just quieter down there. And so, yeah, so we've been down there since 2013 and loving it. So. And you have a new place now, though. We do. Yeah. So 2017, um, Eric and I got married. It was kind of a 2013 was a very strange year for us because we had met. We met in 2011 and we started dating. We'd known each other pretty much since kindergarten because we went to school together. But he ended up leaving our junior year and um, we re-met then in 2011, started dating. And then we got pregnant with our daughter, Evelyn. We had her in January 2013. We moved to Indianola March of 2013. And then he decided he was going to quit his job and start a new company, um, I think, in like May of 2013. And I actually had quit my job in February-ish to stay at home with Evelyn. So that all happened. And then he decided we're going to move down to Milo. He's starting this new job. So that all happened. And then we ended up getting married in September of 2013. So it was just a really big year. A lot of moving. It was a really busy year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was kind of stressful, I think, <laughs> at the time. We really got to know each other pretty well, I think, there. And, you know, it was interesting. But it was good, too. Really a lot of growing opportunities there. So, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes life changes fast and, mm. you know, but it, it can also just bring you closer together. Absolutely. And, you know, when you go through, you know, that amount of change or, or challenge mm -hmm. or, or whatever it is, you know, it draws you together, you mm -hmm. know, as a family, as, as, a, as a married couple, you know, so that, yeah, yeah. it makes, makes a big difference. Yeah, it was, you know, we had known each other for a long time and we were dating and all this stuff, but we were not expecting to have Evelyn. And so... At that time, I think, you know, um, I think of that song Cornerstone. Um, it's like Zach Williams, I think maybe, and Toby Mac. Great song. Anyway, he talks about like how he's my cornerstone. God's my cornerstone, right? And he's always with me. He never forsakes me. Um, he never leaves me. All other ground can be sinking sand, but Christ is my rock. And I think during that time, Eric and I were both just lost. I mean, we both grew up in Christian homes. We knew Jesus. We knew, you know, well, the difference between right and wrong, but, you know, life happened and we were both going very crazy ways, different ways, drinking a lot. We were in the bars all the time. And then all of a sudden, hey, we're pregnant. And it was like, God just said, this is, this ends, like you're done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I need you to come back to me. And, um, you know, sometimes people, you know, oh, you know, get a baby before you were married and no that wasn't right right but like I also see it as you know every baby's a gift and I I think God was just really trying to get my attention and it was a good way to get our attention and um it changed our lives you know forever so it's good well, and it just shows, you know, how God is consistently pursuing us, mm -hmm. you know, and, and yeah, and, and while to your point, you know, it's like, hey, right or wrong goes different, you know, and God's after our hearts long term. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, and that's, and he'll use whatever means necessary to, you know, to draw us in and different mm -hmm. things. And he knows what's going to speak to us and what's going to get our attention. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and draw yep. us into him. Mm -hmm. And, uh. And so, you know, just like anything else, though, God's God's more interested in your future than your past. Yes. 
Amen. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, even after we had Evelyn, it was still, you know, kind of a, okay, what are we doing? How are we going to do this? And figuring out each other, like this marriage class we're um, in on Wednesday nights right now with Bree and Matt and just talking about like, it's interesting because Eric and I have never really, I don't feel like we've ever had anything traditional <laughs> about our marriage because, you know, we just started off dating like, and then we got pregnant with Evelyn. It was like, we kind of did everything backwards a little bit, but it was also just like a very big, like a very important time of where we just learned about each other more and we figured it out, you know, and it, it worked. And I'm so thankful that it did because I mean, at the time that I met him, I was in a pretty dark place, I'd say, and he kept pursuing me and I was like, I don't think this is the guy for me. And I kept kind of almost running away from him. And I remember at one point telling my mom, I was like, you know, I just, I don't think I'm good enough. I'm not good enough for him because he would, oh my goodness, he would send me flowers all the time and he would um, call me all the time. He'd text me, I love you, I love you. And I was like, oh my word, this dude, you know, but it was really sweet. And, but I'm just like, I don't think. So you mean to tell me that big Eric <laughs> is just a soft man yes. inside? He's a teddy bear? Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell him. Don't let anybody else know. <laughs> we'll keep that between yeah, us. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really was. I mean, now today, like I'll say to him, like, why haven't you sent me flowers in a while? <laughs> He's like, Hey, I was trying to win you that, you know, over and I did. And now, now I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> like, mm, no, he's it, still it but. does not work that way. No, I feel like I need to make sure Matt and Bree bring that up in the class <laughs> next week. <laughs> yes, please do <laughs> let them know that. So uh, yeah, but it, that was another God thing because I was just like, I was almost, I just felt kind of, I don't know, just not good enough for him. And then we ended up getting pregnant with Evelyn and I was like, okay. And to this day, he Eric is just amazing I mean I know he's my husband but he really like he works very hard for our family for, to provide for us um you know when I he wanted me to stay home with her at the beginning and we didn't have much of anything um when we started out and um he'll tell me I don't know if he wants me to tell this but we were sitting on the couch one day and he had a really great job and he looked at me he's like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quit my job and start my own company <laughs> And I was like, okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, and I'm going to call it Rocket Man. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So he did, you know, and he told me that there were days um, I stayed home with Evelyn and here we are in this house and he would get up every morning and he would leave. And I didn't ask any questions. I just knew he was faithful. He was working hard, you know, and he told me not very long ago, actually, he was like, there were days I had nothing to do. He had nothing to do. He didn't know where he was going to go. He didn't know what he was going to do for money. He just knew he had to go like and try. And so he said there were days where I just drove around. You know, some days I just sat in a parking lot and was like, okay, what's what's going to happen next? Um, but God has really provided for us and through that. And he's his company's grown. He's still rocket man to this day, 10 years later and um, doing well. And it just, it's amazing to me that like he he did that for us, you know, he would go out and, and he's still, he's traveling all the time doing, he never stops. You know, I told you earlier, he's like, be, he'll redo a house. He'll got a house, you know, and we're still working on our house more and adding more to it. And, um, he'll talk about, Oh, when I retire and I'm like, mm, you know, you're not gonna, <laughs> I don't think you'll ever retire, but 
he's a hard worker and I'm very blessed to have him. So I can say being self-employed, you know, Elizabeth stays home and there are many days that I would get up and yeah, she would still be asleep and I would go to work and I would be like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have anything on the horizon. I don't see, and it was just faith and God really working with me and praying about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, God, like what? Yeah. Please. I don't want to disappoint my family. I don't want to, and you know, it can be a hard thing, but like to continue to do that day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And it's because he loves you. Yeah. He's, you know, he wants to provide for his family. And absolutely. I mean, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about kind of your, um, your relationship with God and kind of how he helped you navigate through that. And when that uh, changed, I guess, you know, and, you know, you talked a little bit about Evelyn being born and how that changed you, but tell us a little bit more about how that impacted you and your relationship with God. Sure. So, um, I grew up in a Christian home. So I, like I said, I was born and raised here in Indianola. I grew up on our 63 highway out there west of town. And my mom um, worked hard. She um, babysat kiddos and she sold Avon. And I, I remember her just working all the time to, you know, provide. My dad also, he worked at the post office, um, hard worker. Um, he would work overtime all the time so that we could go on vacations and, um, go to Colorado. We always went to Colorado. Um, what a lot of people didn't know is that my dad actually had a drinking problem and for a very long time he drank. Uh, So my mom and dad's marriage was pretty rocky, but mom, they didn't like to, you know, it was the eighties, right? Like they were like, we can't allow other people to know this. We've got to keep it kind of under, under wraps here. And, and they did, they did a very good job of that. Um, I'm the youngest of three. My sister's 10 years older. My brother's eight years older. So they were older when I came along. They were 10 and eight. And um, so they had really lived with my dad as an alcoholic and kind of went through that with mom. And when I was nine, my dad literally, he woke up one day and he was like, I'm done. I don't want to drink anymore. And my mom had been praying faithfully for him for years. I mean, we went to the Baptist church here in town, um, out east of town and the whole church was praying for him. I mean, like it was a small church with a lot of older people. I remember we were at church and we had like some evangelists or missionaries come and I went downstairs to the kids church and they, somebody came down and they were like, Mitzi, Mitzi, oh my gosh, your dad went forward. Your dad went forward. And they're all like, praise the Lord, you know, and my dad ended up getting up and walking forward during the altar call and getting saved. Huge. Like, it was amazing because here he was like, he never went to church on Sundays. Like, he always worked or, you know, had something going on. And again, they'd been praying forever, you know, and he got saved. And so from there on, like, things kind of changed and mom and dad were getting along really well. Everything was pretty good. Then into my teen years, um... I don't know. I was, they just, I don't know. I thought things were going well, but, um, I was in show choir and I was in band orchestra and just like staying busy, you know, high school stuff. And I had actually made all state in, it was, let's see, 1998. I'm dating myself, but let's see, it was like Sunday afternoon or Saturday night or something. And my parents were like, we're going to have dinner. Your brother's coming, your sister's coming and all this stuff. I'm like, sweet, great. You know, they're going to, have this party for me because I made Allstate and they're all excited, right? We all got around the table and dinner and we're getting ready to eat. And my dad's like, well, I've asked your mom for a divorce. 
And I mean, like a bomb dropped, right? Because they'd been married for 35 years. I don't know if my brother and sister will appreciate this, but my sister literally just got up, picked up the roast that we had and threw it in the sink. And I was like, oh, you know, I was going to eat that. But um, no, I'm just kidding. And then um, my brother just sat there like, what the heck just happened, you know? And me, I actually went to my dad and was like, don't, no, that's not, that's not how this is going to happen. Like, this isn't, that's not right. Like, take it back. You know, as the youngest, I'm like, no, 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 I can fix this. It's going to be fine. But in fact, I couldn't. So my parents ended up getting divorced um, after 35 years. I was a senior in high school, supposed to be a really great year. You know, I'd made Allstate. I was in show choir and just living my best life. It was hard. You know, it was um, a time in my life where definitely I was like, um, okay, Lord, like, what are you, what are you doing here? And um, I think my mom felt the same way because when she had me, she actually said, you know, why am I pregnant? Cause she's like, I'm 40, almost 40 years old. And after all this happened with my dad, she's like, I know God's plan was to have you here with me because she needed me, you know, and um, because my brother and sister were gone and my mom started working two jobs at that time. And I would make her dinner every night and she'd come home. And we actually had like our relationship really built and grew after all that. Like we, I remember us doing yoga together. Like it was just, I mean, it was a sad time and a hard time, but it was also a time where God just really brought our relationship closer. So that was, that was a really good thing. But after that, I started just kind of, I don't know if I just started spiraling kind of out of control or I just thought, what else is out there? You know, cause I'd, I'd not, I'd not really done anything crazy or done, you know, I was always pretty follow the rules and do everything the right way. And my mom started dating again. My dad had a new wife. Um, my brother and sister moved on was doing their things. And here I was like, okay, now where's my place? Right. And so after that, I, I started looking for love in the wrong places. I started um, trying to fill those voids with alcohol and with drugs and just looking for anything and everything that would just take the pain away, help me to forget, you know, and just be like, okay, let's, I want to go fast and I want to go hard and just like, whatever, like, just let's do everything I can. And so, um, I did for about five years or so. And then I met another guy, lived with him for a while and actually dated him for quite a long time, was going to marry him at about three months before we were supposed to get married. I was like, mm -mm, this isn't right. And so he drank a lot and I drank a lot with him. And it was just a very, it was like oil and water. Like it was just not a good combination. We were very similar, but yet like it was just fire and gasoline. And when we drink, we get pretty awful. And so finally I was just like, no, this isn't right. And my mom, she was like, I could have called that. <laughs> you know, I knew it the whole time. Yeah. Parents always have all the right answers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mom's like, oh, I knew I, I could have told you this. Well, so like the wedding was supposed to be in June and I called it off. I think it was March or April and felt a huge relief because I was like this, I just knew it wasn't right. And so that was March of 2011. No, two, yes. And then I met Eric in September, but not after. Like I, it was really pretty out of control there from March to, 
to September and I just I mean like I said I was back at it again like okay like I'm gonna go big or go home you know and I did and then um like I said then I met Eric and we met at a karaoke bar it was <laughs> we were singing karaoke and uh he was was he singing too yeah yeah right. he's a really good yeah he's a good singer <laughs> so it was fun it was a good good time and but again like our story is not traditional in any way and I mean there's not anything I don't think about my story that's really traditional but I guess going back you had asked like my relationship with God and so when we had Evelyn at that point I knew like God was there and I remember like looking back on all of that from when I started out of high school my parents got divorced and I did the drugs and I did the alcohol and it was a very dark time I actually in that time I had actually had a boyfriend too that um, was very abusive mentally and physically emotionally and I just I was like wow God like how is it that I've done all of these things and you're still here pursuing me like the goodness of God like he's running after me he's been running after me the whole time he never left and there were times where I can literally look back and I remember doing some of those horrible things and looking at myself in the mirror and thinking this isn't me and there were God moments and there were like a song would come on or I, something would pop in my head or I would just have a feeling of his presence. Like I'm here, you know, stop. Like you, you are better than this. You know, you're worth so much more. So when we had Evelyn, I again was like, okay, this is it. Like I've got a wonderful husband with Evelyn and I've got a beautiful home and even though it's a trailer in Milo, it's fine. <laughs> um, I actually um, went to this Bible study and it was called D Group and it was um, stood for Disciples Making Disciples. Tara Lee Cobble was the founder of that. And I started into that. We had to memorize the book of James and we did it by song, which helped me a lot because I could sing the whole thing. And I was like, oh, I can, I can remember this. And I remember opening my Bible and just studying it like I'd never studied it before. We went through Genesis and Exodus. And I remember it was a group of 12. We had prayer partners. And I remember going with my prayer partner and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I really have no idea how to pray. Like, I'm the kid that in Sunday school when I was like little, don't ask me to pray. Please don't ask me to pray. Don't ask me to pray because I don't know what to say. And so here I am. I'm supposed to pray with this person and I, I, we had a long time to pray too. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to do this? And she said, just have a conversation. You know, you're just having a conversation with God. And I thought that was the best advice ever. And I'm like, oh, well, I can do that. I can talk, right? And so uh, I started, it was like a 12-week curriculum and we studied the word of God and learned all of these verses. And I became really close with the women. And I just kept going back and going back and going back. And um, I did it for about two, three years. And then I started my own D group and led a Bible study um, during that time too. And then I started going back to school again because I never did finish. I had started at Upper Iowa, but then when I got pregnant with Evelyn, I was like, eh, I'm going to put this on the side. So um, I don't, I think it was, Evelyn was like two or three and Eric said, why don't you go back, finish? And I was like, really? You want me to do that? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I think that would be great. And so he encouraged me and my mom helped so much with Evelyn and she watched her all the time. And, um, I went back and I worked hard and I ended up on the Dean's list and, um, graduating straight A's, getting my elementary education bachelor's and 
So it was amazing. And so now having gone through all of those things and looking back and just seeing his faithfulness and knowing there are, you know, he's used so many people to be lights for him and to be his hands and feet. And sometimes I'd be like, why me? Why, why do you want me to, you know, who am I? Right. But having gone through some of the things that I've gone through, um, hopefully, you know, my light shines too. And I know the first time I got up to lead worship, Pastor Barry had asked me to sing the song, No Longer Slaves. And that was my, my first song. And part of it, it at the end, it says, I can stand here today because I'm his, right? It's not the exact words, but it's something like that. And I thought, that's why I'm here, right? Like he saved me. He called me. I'm his. And I can stand up here on this platform today and worship him because he is so good. And so, yeah, it's incredible to me that he, he loves me that much. It's, it's an amazing thing that, yeah, that moment. And I think, you know, all of us can kind of relate that moment when you just, you realize just how much he truly loves us, Yeah, you know, and looking back and then you start seeing and connecting those dots, as you said, it's like, even when you weren't being faithful, he's always being faithful. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's just even like when I said I wasn't good enough for Eric, well, I'm definitely not, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely not good enough for Christ. I'm definitely not good enough. I'm, I'm not holy enough. I'm not, um, you know, I don't pray enough or I'm not in my Bible enough or it was always something. And I have to say though, like, because my mom was so just faithful in her relationship with Jesus, the prayer for my dad all the time and just such a strong Christian woman that, um, her, she's always been just grounded and planted in the word. And, um, I had really great grandparents too, that were grounded in the word, like everything revolved around church and Jesus as I was growing up. And at the Baptist church, we went Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, like there was, and my mom would say, like, I'd be like, oh, I don't feel good. I don't think I can go to church tonight, mom. And she'd be like, if you're not throwing up or you don't have a fever, you're not, you know, you're going no matter what. So, um, yeah. Oh, you don't feel good? Well, mm. let's go to church and they can pray yes, for you. Yes, <laughs> yep, that's right. Have the elders pray for you. It'll be fine. Yeah, so it, but I'm so thankful because even like in the darkest of my 20s and when amidst all of that, she was praying and I mean, there were times where like she had the police like following me around. <laughs> I found out later, she was like, oh yeah, I had them go check on you. And I was like, oh, that's great, mom. Thanks. I mean, and really, thank you. Like she was... God gave me a wonderful mama to be able to take care of me. So. Well, and it's just such an inspiration for parents, right? Knowing mm-hmm. that I, it's tough going through that as a parent, you know, and, and seeing your kids going through things and you want to fix it for them. Right. Right. But it, uh, when they become an adult, they got to make their own decisions. And yeah. that's when as a parent, you have to turn to God and truly just seek him. Right. You know, because at that point it has to become real for them. Like you can't, do it for them. And, uh, and so it's just so key and such, I mean, a great, great message for people to just stay faithful Yes, and be that example, be that foundation, be there with welcoming arms for when God brings them home. Absolutely. And, and, uh, it's just, it's it's so cool to to see. And 
um, yeah, just how, how God works through that. Yeah. It's also good to know, like as a parent, if I call the cops on my kid, like eventually they're going to forgive me. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's true, (laughs) John. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They will forgive you someday. (laughs) Might be a while, but (laughs) they'll look back and be like, oh, so glad dad did that. (laughs) 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 I'm so thankful. (laughs) So how did you start coming to Indianola first? Well, um, when we moved down here, um, back to Indianola, my mom was going to Grace church so we were like uh, we'll just start going where mom goes because you know whatever and we went there for a while and then it was just time things happened and time you know happened and we're like let's it's time to go somewhere different and so we started we went to a couple of different places around town and Eric actually grew up in the Nazarene church honestly (laughs) I probably shouldn't say this either but when I was a kid so we grew up in the Baptist church and my friend Melissa Glasscock used to be Melissa, where it is Melissa. Well, I can't say her last name now, but um, <laughs> she invited me here a couple of times. And I went, well, at the Baptist church, forgive me if you're listening, you're Baptist, but they didn't raise their hands. They don't clap. They don't even say amen. Like you sing out of the hymnal, you just 10 and 2, like you're looking forward, you're singing, don't sing out of key. <laughs> like you just do everything right. Well, then. When I came here with Melissa, I was like, mom, I went home. I'm like, mom, they raised their hands. They're speaking some language. I don't even know what it is. Like, and I'm like, I was scared. And like, she's like, oh my gosh, Mitzi, like, it's fine. But so later, fast forward here, you know, and Eric had grown up at the Nazarene church. So he, his mom sang um, in a band that was like Pentecostal. And so he was familiar with the Pentecostal church and how they did things. And lo and behold, one day my mom's like, we should go try Aninola first. And I'm like, who are you? What? You really want to try it? And she's like, yeah, I I think I'm ready. I think I am. I want to go. So I told Eric, I'm like, all right, mom's, I don't know what's going on, but she wants to go try Aninola first. And so we got ready Sunday morning and came in and everybody was so nice and so welcoming. And I was like, all right, this is, this is pretty cool. And, um, so big like such a large congregation and I mean everybody just like hi how are you like there wasn't anybody that wasn't like coming to greet us or and they helped me with Evelyn and showed me where to take her and it was just almost like wow this is so nice you know to be noticed and have somebody take care of us so we found our way into the congregation and we went sat down and um Anna and Devin were leading worship and it was amazing and I was just, I just remember thinking, oh my word, I love them. Like they're, they have the most beautiful voices. Um, I knew Devin a little bit from the Y because I had taken some of her classes. So it was weird to see her in like a different area too. I was like, oh, she can sing too. She's amazing. And anyway, so we sat there for a while and listened to Pastor Barry's message and it was incredible. And I, I'm not joking when I say like, I had never felt the presence of God like I had that day. I mean, his, he just, his presence was so thick and the Holy Spirit was just, it was, it was just amazing to me and my mom. And so we walked out and Eric was kind of the determining factor. And so I looked at him and I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, I don't think we need to look anywhere else. Mom and I cried. I'm like, oh my goodness, we feel, I love it. Yes, this is perfect. And, um, so yeah, so that's how we came here and haven't left like, I mean, I just love it. It's so nice to, 
even today you walk in and everyone's so welcoming and so just kind and just they love on you here and it's and the presence of God like it's just thick here and you know you meet people and talk to them and I just love it I'm so glad to be here so how long have you been attending um so we started I think 2017 so what is that I'm a teacher, but I'm on summer break, so I'm not doing the math. <laughs> it's six. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so how did you start on the worship team? So I had said something to Devin. I actually led worship at Grace for a little bit there, and I had led worship at ICC when I was teenage. Um, like, I don't know. But I had led worship with Mike Emheiser was his name. He was wonderful, too. So I'd had like a little bit of experience with it. Um, And again, like I was in show choir and I had all that background and choral training. And so I was like, well, if you are interested, like I'd love to try. And I mean, I don't know if I have what it takes or if, you know, even want me, but if, you know, whatever. And so she had said something to Pastor Barry and then Pastor Barry actually opened it up like they had a worship class. So they had like some people come and he had us try out, like sing. I don't know if try out's the right word, but um, sang for him and did some scales and stuff like that to find our range. And he came to me afterward and he was like, yeah, he's like, if you want to, you know, give it a, give it a try. Like, we'd love to have you. And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know. <laughs> now, what did I get myself into? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, and so I got up and I um, just kind of sang with, I think I, Devin and Anna maybe, or I think there may have been three of us up there when I started. And then um, eventually just, one Sunday, he's like, I want you to know, Pastor Barry was like, I want you to know, I'm, I want you to lead a song, okay? So he's like, just prepare yourself, like it's, you know, going to happen here pretty soon, so just be ready, and I was like, oh my goodness, okay, and one thing people don't know maybe a lot about me that I have anxiety, like really bad anxiety, <laughs> and I get really, really nervous, some days, like, I'm fine. Like, I seem really extroverted and, like, I'm like, oh, like, I love people. I want to talk to everybody. And then there's days where I'm like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me, you know? And, I mean, maybe we all have those days, but it was really bad in the beginning. Like, I just get really nervous. And so when he told me that, I'm like, oh, goodness. Okay, Lord. Like, I really had, I still have to pray a lot. Like, God, this is, this is for you because I cannot do this on my own. I have no idea what what's going to come out of my mouth, but I hope <laughs> you make a joyful noise because <laughs> like, you know, and that it just speaks to people, God, and, you know, just use me in any way that you can. And when my grandma was alive, I used to sing for her and I'd get like different recordings and like practice for her and my uncle. Um, so my mom's brother and they'd be like, you need to be singing in church. You need to be singing in church, whatever, you know, whatever you do, please sing in church. And so I think of that too, like I was made for a time like this, right? Like um, I do feel like he's called me to do this. And um, uh, even though it's scary and it's hard sometimes to get up there and, you know, it's like, oh goodness, there's times where I forget the words or, <laughs> or I, you know, don't hit the right note or maybe it sounds horrible on live stream. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very thankful that I took that step and they accepted me and had me join them because it's wonderful. Well, I think you're fantastic. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. I think it's cool how God pushes us beyond our comfort. Yeah. And 
I believe he does that because we need to know we have to have him in order to do what he's called us to do. Absolutely. And yeah. so we have to step out in faith a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's so cool when people do that and you see them working in that gift and that calling. Yeah. And so you. I can I can say I admire that. And uh, I think, yeah, you're fantastic. So. Thank you. Yeah, it's it is definitely out of my comfort zone, you know, to just stand up there and you are very vulnerable you know, and, uh, but he, he does it. Like he, it's just incredible that it has nothing to do with me, but he, we need him to worship him, you know, and that's incredible. Devin always says that, like he actually comes in just and says, I'm going to help you worship me. And it's just a beautiful thing to be able to, and even if you can't sing, you know, to just lift your voice up. Like me, that's, <laughs> she's gesturing towards me because I cannot sing. I well, I mean, <laughs> You said it, so. Yes, no, yeah, yeah, that was all me, so it's good. <laughs> oh, you can sing for us now. Self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get into that. Yeah, you don't want him to do a solo right now. <laughs> oh, it's funny. What's your favorite Bible verse or passage mm. or story? That's a good one. I love the story of Esther. Um, that's when Evelyn and I have these little books that we read at night and, um, you know, made for such a time as this, where... Here she is, you know, married to the king and her, you know, um, he was the, I can't think, all I can think of is Mordecai, but the other gentleman, the guy that's next to the king that wants to kill all of the Jews. Haman. Haman. Yes. Thank you. Haman. Haman. Yeah. Yeah, Haman. Haman. I don't know. But just to like, (laughs) we'll go with whatever. (laughs) We'll just say Mr. H. (laughs) But he like, you know, he wants to kill all these kill all the jews you know and i hear she is like well wait a second then if you do that you're gonna kill me and so she had to step into out of her comfort zone and say i am jewish and like don't do this and um and saving that nation at that time um i just i love that story i think that's really amazing um that she was there and did that and god placed her strategically perfectly where she was supposed to be for that time so one thing that's really unique about the book of Esther is it actually doesn't mention God in the entire book, but it's a great example of how you can see God's faithfulness yes. and him working through that entire yeah. story. And uh, so I think it's really relatable. Absolutely. I agree. I just love that. Like, yeah, you can just see the hand of God guiding her and guiding every aspect of her life and leading her to where he wanted her to be. And I love that reminder that he is faithful. I mean, he's going to he's going to be around every corner no matter where you look. You don't have to worry. And that's been a really big lesson for me to learn. Like don't worry about it. He's got you. So free. Yeah. Uh, yeah that first time, uh, you know, and it, it's always more the first time, but just uh, you experience that like it, it feels like a literal weight lifted off of your shoulders. You can almost just like yep. feel that um mm-hmm. when you truly just give that over to him yeah absolutely so i do have one more question for you that we kind of ask everybody so where do you sit sunday mornings when you are not on stage i always sit up front on the left side in the very front row and there's a reason because my husband gets very distracted So it's all just truth. Like we've tried sitting in the balcony. We've tried sitting in the back. We've tried sitting in the middle. Like, nope, he cannot 
be distracted. Like he's like a baby starts crying and I start paying attention to that or, you know, so-and-so is itching their ear and I'm paying attention to that. And I'm like, okay, okay, we'll just stay in the front. So always in the front row. That's where I'm always at. <laughs> That's awesome. And your mom is awesome. Thank you. I think so too. And I would say she was the perfect fairy godmother. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's a fairy godmother. I love that. Until she, yeah, she'll be the fairy godmother, I think. Yeah. forever till she can't i guess when we did that <laughs> night at the movies and she and it was just one of those where i'm like that is exactly what i picture when i picture the fairy godmother yes. like, <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i know whoever thought that up was straight like right on yeah. she does a really nice job and she's the bippity boppity boo when she's like oh damn it she just loves like waving that little wand and she's got her little i don't know wig on or whatever she does well, I didn't see her. I thought that was a weird statement to make at oh. first, but now I get it. Okay. Yeah, I was Mirabelle this year. Mirabelle from Encanto. Have you seen Encanto. that one? Nope. Okay. I, my kids, I've listened to it in the car. It's oh, playing in yes. the car. <laughs> the music. I've heard about this Bruno person, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> yes. We don't talk about Bruno. Her. Nope, we are not going to talk about Bruno. <laughs> Thank you very much for, for joining us and, and spending time and, and sharing your story. It's been amazing. Thank you for having me.